Thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day, free and available on all podcast platforms. Also, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's episode, a full episode with the one, the only Graham Couch of the Lansing State Journal and the Couch and the Rube podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, you wonderful, wonderful Spartan fans. Uh, welcome to Tuesday, October 5th, and welcome back, or for the first time, if this is your first episode, uh, welcome to the Locked on Spartans podcast. That's right, your team every single day, Monday through Friday. Oh yeah, so we got three more shows after this one, which will be a fun one. Uh, we got Graham Couch in for pretty much the whole episode, talked a little bit about football in the first half, and then basketball in the second half as, yeah, MSU had a pretty busy weekend going 5-0 and in football. And then in basketball, hosting that open scrimmage and open practice in front of uh, fans, media. So, yeah, we uh, picked Graham's brain about both of those. Really uh, awesome time, as always, with, with Graham. Also, uh, before I get there, got to give you a heads up. Um, the, the, the little tyke at home, which is a small home, not a soundproof wall home. He was a little active, uh, so if you hear any uh, faint shrieks of a child i can assure you that is excitement he was playing with his sweet grandma who was over um yeah so that's uh something you might have just to hear two or three times during the the conversation there so i just want to give you a heads up on that uh also uh make sure you rate review and subscribe to the podcast like i said this is locked on spartans your team every single day i'm your host matt sheehan and if you have any questions ever or comments uh, locked on spartans at gmail.com uh, speaking of comments, let's start here before we get to Graham Couch. Nothing really notable from MSU's end. However, Rutgers did have their weekly press conference, and Greg Schiano was asked, asked about Mel Tucker using Keep Chopping, one of the seemingly 49 different refrains that Mel Tucker loves to use. And hey, we love him too. We love anything when you're 5-0. and Apparently, this is something that Rutgers has done, and I'm not you know, playing all... Oh, high and mighty, like, oh, yeah, screw Rutgers, yeah, no, I really know what they've done, but I'm going to act like I'm not just for the sake of conversation. Like, now I, I've had no idea that Rutgers uses the word chop, and okay, here, here's the quote from Greg Schiano. Uh, when asked about Mel Tucker using keep chopping, quote, we've been doing keep chopping since 2005. Funny how things get tucked away and then come out. That's become much more than a word in this program. We really live by that. Big part of our culture. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely a program that a lot of people are copying stuff from. Rutgers University. Yeah, okay. Um, listen, I, I don't know if, hey, maybe this is just Greg Shiano trying to fire his team up after a tough game against Ohio State. I'm not going to rip on them for that. We, we've all been there against the Buckeyes. Maybe the team's a little down. Maybe they need some fire. So, hey, you know what? You, you, you turn in the media and you get some quotes out there that will maybe stoke a fire in your locker room, perhaps. that That's the benefit of the doubt side in me. That, that's just what he's trying to do. Because uh, otherwise, yeah, chop or keep chopping, like, that's not like that's used all the time, I thought. like That'd be like another program getting upset that you call, uh, I don't know, a position, an H-back, after they've been call, using an H-back for the last 30 years. Like, oh, how dare they? Or, I don't know, man. It's, 
Listen, football isn't too creative with their refrains and their cliches that they use. I mean, how many teams have used all in as an example? Or uh, the process, for example. Or the standard is the standard. I don't have to keep going on. But yeah, I, it seems to be a, an attempt to start something that's bigger than it is. And maybe that's what you got to do if you're Rutgers over there. Because, yeah, I could see how uh, uh, an ego or two might be bruised after what happened last week. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, let's just let's just get to Graham, shall we? I mean, yeah, let's just uh, let's talk some Spartan football, Spartan basketball with the one, the only Graham Couch. When he is not prime ministering the United Kingdom, this dapper gentleman is seen at a press box at Spartan Stadium or on press row at Breslin Center. Yes, I'm talking about the one, the only Graham Couch of the Lansing State Journal. Graham, how on earth are you doing? How was your weekend, man? It's been good. It's been interesting. The night games are always a chore because I'm, you know, up till six, seven in the morning uh, working. But other than that, um, uh, I, I, you know, I enjoyed the weekend. I think it's a fun team to cover. It's a lot of storylines. And, and uh, after the offense that, that I watched for four or five seasons, uh, this is definitely refreshing. Uh, th- that'll aid you. Yeah, definitely. Especially it being night games where you usually would have to do that at, but it's always nice when you get to actually write fun things. And I kind of wanted to start there, just inside baseball, inside your industry that you work in. What gets more engagement with your readers or your podcast listeners? Is it writing about good things happening during a good season or is it writing about where the flaws are during a bad season? Obviously it's going to be happier right. in a good season, but what gets more people talking? It's either, I mean, it, it's, the initial reaction columns, you either want a team that's really got people excited or got people angry. It's the middle yeah. stuff that, that doesn't doesn't do anybody any good. It's the 21-7 win over Purdue in November that, that's tough. But, sure. but, yeah, there was a lot of those. I mean, you know, a lot of the D'Antonio columns I wrote after games, you know, had a lot of engagement, a lot of readership. Um, but this is better for um, not only subscriptions because people want to read more about things which is really our model now, but it's also better for um, the features that you want to tell the stories about interesting people. There, there's the, the problem when, when people are really down about a team is they may read the, the columns that, that go after people are, are when they're angry, but they don't read the midweek feature on a guy. Mm-hmm. And you sort of lose that ability to tell those stories. And, and so everything right now, people are reading everything they're subscribing there. I mean, it, this is, this is, this is what you want. It's the, the initial rise of something because even a year or two from now, this won't be as satisfying to people. And the, you know, they won't, it, 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 the initial rise, there's no duplicating that vibe and that, that intensity. And I kind of want to talk about that initial rise too. And, you know, you're good at being a level-headed guy and, you know, putting everyone in the right place. If they get too high or sometimes too low, and that's kind of what I need you to do right now is play uh, mine and a lot of people's therapist right now. So set me straight. Yes, on one hand, this team is 5-0. and They've won four games decisively, and now they're ranked number 11. But on the other hand, okay, the, the five opponents they've beat, I think have a combined one win against other Power 5 teams. So is it worth being super duper fired up like we are right now, or do the slappies like myself need to kind of pump the brakes here? Where, where do you kind of think the fan base should be overall? No, I, I think people should enjoy it. If you can't enjoy this stuff, it's not worth it. Right. I mean, this okay. is, this is supposed to be fun. And, and I think being excited, if you can't be excited over a surprising five and oh start and not just, and frankly, regardless of where this season goes or the fact that they did need some, some breaks against Nebraska and mm-hmm. they were maybe outplayed in some, facets of that game 
they're doing a lot of the things. I mean, there's so many encouraging things in terms of making winning plays and doing the things that matter in terms of this, they're, they're, they're organized. They, they, they're relatively disciplined. They don't beat themselves. You know, Nebraska, people say, well, they didn't deserve to be Nebraska. Well, no, actually they did. Deserve is about making the big plays at the big time, not beating yourself. Nebraska beat itself. And and physically, were they, did they win every matchup? No. So no, I think people should be, uh, should be absolutely fired up for two reasons. One, this is a lot of fun. And I, and I think people should enjoy it. And it doesn't happen all the time. And you don't get that initial rise all the time. And two, I think there are traits you're seeing from Michigan State's program um, that are that, that carry over. And there are promising things in terms of, um, you know, the, the, the discipline that they play with and the focus that they've played with consistently that, that are you, you would hope would be program traits and, and sort of carry over from from year to year. And then you get a guy like, you know, sure. Kenneth Walker, maybe a one season guy. This may be the last of uh, Jaden Reed, certainly uh, with, with those guys with NFL opportunities. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, the quarterback Peyton Thorne is a young guy who's growing and you've seen some really good stuff for, him. he might be a guy who you get two more great years from where he can really carry you at, at, at another level. We'll be right back with Graham in a hot second, but first need to talk to you. Find folks about prize picks. That's right. Prize picks, baby. They are the leader in college sports daily fantasy, offering more college football props than anyone in the world, offering all the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid-major players you might have never even heard of. How fun's that? Well, it's a lot of fun because Prize Picks is fun, and it's for you. So how do you do it? Well, it's easy. You just got to download the app from the App Store or Google Play. You deposit, of course, and you also get a sweet, sweet promo. An instant 100% deposit match up to $100. You just have to use promo code locked on. That's all one word, locked on. So from there, you pick two to five players, the over, uh, over, under on each of their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Just you against the numbers. How fun's that? Uh, and best of all, they offer safe and fast withdrawals. No just waiting around for some seedy check to come in from some weird address i don't know what have you i'm out of that game now these days but uh prize picks they make it safe and easy so don't hesitate check out prizepicks.com and use promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today prize picks is daily fantasy made easy and also speaking of easy we're talking rock auto baby rockauto.com making your life as easy as possible With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, oh, does your Yukon need a scoop scabbler? I don't know. That sounds like a car part to me. I'm not a car person at all, but find folks at Rock Auto. They are car people. They are also family-owned, family-operated, and they are here to save you time and money. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You would only do it if you were a clown. So, go check out Rock Auto. Prices reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, and gas pedals. So, go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their Haji Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. 
And also kind of going along that too, like, yes, they are more disciplined this year. You have your surprise guys. Like, obviously, a 5-0 start, very surprising. Um, but, like, what do you think other than the record has been the most surprising part of this season? Is it one of those guys that are now clearly on NFL, if not Heisman radars, or is it something even a little deeper than that in the program? Yeah, I mean, the, the Kenneth Walker, I mean, he's just better than I think any anybody knew or thought. Um Mm-hmm. And they sort of kept that under wraps. I mean, people said, oh, this guy's good. You're going to think he's really good. But there, there clearly was no competition for the starting job. And they kind of led us to believe that there was. I mean, he's and he, and he can make yeah. like I think the offensive line is a huge storyline because they've been much better. Um, but he also makes them look better than they than they are sometimes. I think the left side of the line has been really good. J.D. Duplain in the interior line and, and Horst. And um, they're just they're just it's just a better crew. It's, is it perfect? No, um, but it's it's if they had been this in a couple other seasons where they were struggling offensively, they would have been a lot, lot better off. Um, but yeah, the, the Kenneth Walker thing has been uh, re- remarkable. It, the, I wouldn't say Jaden Reed is as much a surprise. Now he has been very, very good, but I mean, I, and I wrote this in the column that I wrote off, off the game because, and, and I had written about this a couple of years ago when he first showed up, you know, Mark D'Antonio knew, he was that good. Mark D'Antonio did everything he could to make him eligible in 2019. It's sort of yeah. like when Charles Rogers stepped foot on campus in 2000 and they didn't have a receiver and they knew. And, and, and I'm not saying he's Charles Rogers was a different cat, but I'm, I'm just saying that they, he, they knew he would make that Reed would make a difference. And the guy had been the play-by-play voice for Western Michigan. I was talking to him uh, for my own podcast once and just about, and asked him about Reed. And this is when he was going to redshirt. And, you know, he just said that, you know, he, he's going to be one of the best all time to play at Michigan State. And that's not hype. I mean, Robin Hook, the guy who said that's not somebody who's big on hyperbole. He's been um, mm-hmm. at Western Michigan a long time. He covered Greg Jennings. He covered Corey Davis and NFL guys. Like, he, he knew what he was looking at. And so it doesn't surprise me that Jaden Reed has developed into this. But I think it, it's good that he has for MSU because he is he's, oh, just a massive difference maker. And I kind of did want to ask about that column as well, where you just, you know, kind of doubled down on that and say Reed can be one of the all-time greats. But a, a conversation floated around, you know, message boards, Twitter, what have you, is, okay, Reed is the best MSU receiver since blank. And I keep falling on Keyshawn Martin, but it, it just seems like he has even another gear than Keyshawn had, and he was incredible. Is is that fair, or does it even go further back to a guy like Charles Rogers, like you were saying? Well, I mean, Keyshawn Martin was a great return man uh he was not mm-hmm. a great receiver he's an okay receiver he's a good receiver okay he's a good receiver yeah, he's, um yeah. and so he's he's doing things as a return man that are in that ilk and they've had some guys that the best dual guy they've had uh would be Derek mason probably you go back to that era and he had a 14 gotcha. year nfl career but there are there are some things that i think that reed does that mason couldn't there's some wiggle to uh mason that was pretty dang good uh as well um and Mason, and obviously the long nfl career is something that you know you still have to see from from a guy like reed uh I, you know i would say you know tony lippett for a stretch in 2014 and people forget about that but he was phenomenal and then they started messing around and playing him on defensive back too because they thought that's where his nfl future was and it might have been if he hadn't gotten hurt uh and, and mm-hmm. his production dip but for about eight weeks in 2014 i thought tony lippett was pretty next level aaron uh aaron burbridge in 2000 15 was um pretty good but I, I think reed is is better than him because he's he's a, there, there's a connection with thorn that's just different than burbridge ever had with anybody 
and um, it's that, that's evident when and they're playing. And a lot gets made of everybody brings up the high school thing. And um, but when 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 guys have a chemistry and and uh, and you see that forty six yard pass in stride, I mean, they're, they're, I don't know, it's, it's there's just something there. But yeah, who I'd go back to? B.J. Cunningham, phenomenal college receiver. Uh, okay. Right before I started covering the team, um, but different. I think Reed is faster. There are things he does. There, so Rogers to me though is the best, the best receiver ever at MSU, and so uh, Reed will be. Reed would have to stick around and and do some pretty special things to be in that category. And the other problem Reed has is Rogers walked on air. Like when he he just looked different right. when he ran. And and there are very few athletes yeah. in this world. Like Michigan State for a little while had this stretch of athletes that were just sort of different, even though the program wasn't that great. I mean, TJ Duckett was as flexible and physical and fast as a for a guy his size as you'll ever see. The top two recruit in the country. Rogers, that sort of player. Um, uh, and so I, and Burris was six six two thirty, and could do all these things. Like, so there were some, so some physical things that there was an era of MSU football that had a lot, but in terms of production and, and, um, NFL quality, you know, he, he, he might be, you know, we'll see what he is by the end of the year, but he might be as good as anybody since Rogers. And to switch over to the basketball court, if you don't mind, I'll just, you know, do a two for one special here, touch on both sports. They had their open practice on Saturday. You got to get a glimpse of the practice as well. And this is off the heels of a press conference where Tom Izzo said that his rotation will probably be eight guys. If you had to bet on it, do you have a starting lineup in your head or is it still too early to kind of determine where the starting five will be? Yeah, you know, I don't know that the starting lineup will. I I mean, I think Max Christie will be part of the lineup. I think uh, Marcus Bingham Jr. will be part of the lineup. Um, And I think Gabe Brown is those three will start. What will be interesting to see is at the very beginning of the year, um, you know, Malik Hall is a captain. Is he starting? Um, yeah. How long until Tyson Walker, does he overtake uh, A.J. Hogard, you know, and th- those seven guys. So they'll all play massive roles, and I don't know that it matters a ton at the very beginning. The thing that was very noticeable at this at this open scrimmage, more so than even the practice that had been open to the, the uh, reporters earlier in the week, was the – was Tyson Walker. And we talk about chemistry with like Thorne and Reed, like Walker's a cerebral player. So is Joey Hauser and Joey Hauser. If he, if he was always on the court with Tyson Walker, he's going to average 15 points a game. I mean, it is to watch those two kind of work together and understand it. And, and, and the ball screen game and everything, you see what, how, why Hauser needed a point guard last year. You see what he could be with that. And I think he will change how people think of him. And Gabe Brown and other people, a lot of really good, a lot of open shots. Um, and so Walker changed Walker's, you know, he, he was, he really stood out and he stood out as, I mean, it's not that the Hogarth is not playing well. He, he is, he's a much better player than he was a year ago. They would have been in okay shape at point guard. If this version of Hogarth existed last year, he was in an unfair spot, but Tyson Walker, there's a, there's a, a feel to him, a flair to it. He, I mean, just, he's just a natural point guard and he, and he sees, uh, he, you know, in the ball screen game, which is great for that offense and great for that personnel, he makes a massive difference. So I think he'll be on the court in big moments a lot. And I think it's also important to have shooters around him. And yeah. if you want guys, and Malik Hall, I think, is, is is a really good player. He's a good two-way player. We'll see where his offensive game goes. But Joey Hauser gives you some things as a shooter that you want on the court with him. So then defensively, though, Hauser is a little bit of an issue. And so I think there there will be, you know, in terms of lineups and what works best and, and making that all 
uh, will be interesting. So those seven guys, I would say, are the seven. Three will start for sure. Those next that next four, I'm not sure. And then the the other guys in the top eight right now is is certainly uh, Aikens. I think Matty Sissoko is 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 much improved. Okay. You can see he's more comfortable. The game has slowed down for him when he has the ball under the rim. He's just not as raw. And he's a guy who has a lot of upside because he came in so raw. Um, and so I would not be surprised to see him in the mix uh, behind Bingham. Two segments down, one to go with our guy Graham Couch. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. That's right, we are back and better than ever as all eyes are on the gridiron. His teams are back on the field for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this fall. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is just type in "locked on" in the promo code box. Locked on, all one word to unlock that 50% welcome bonus. From football to basketball to boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's bet online, where the game starts, baby. And speaking of games, guys, I know that uh, if you're anything like me, you get nervous during all these games. But if you're not like me, you're probably sweating during all these games. That's right. I'm taken care of by Sweat Block Wipes. Yes, I'm back talking about the doctor-created, doctor-recommended Sweat Block Wipes. Yes, the ones that work up to seven days per use. You give it a swipe on Monday, you are good until even beyond game day. And let's just say something crazy happens, you're not. You start to sweat a little during uh, the old Spartan game. Sweatblock has the dry shirt guarantee. They will give you your hard-earned money back if it just ain't working for you. But something tells me it will because they are the best seller on Amazon and have been for the past 10 years as they sit number one in Amazon's antiperspirant category. Whew. And over 13,000 reviews to boot as well. I always like to throw this in there. Manufactured in the good old U.S. of A. So if you or someone you love is dealing with sweat, just heavy perspiration... Have them check out Sweat Block. And have them use this promo code too. We're given 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. That's right. Head to sweatblock.com, smash in promo code locked on. That'll get you 20% off at sweatblock.com. And back to Graham Couch. And yes, because I know they had the column and, you know, the tweets about how good Tyson Walker is playing with Joey Hauser. But yeah, what about the other guy in the mix, AJ Hogard? Like, is. What was it? Obviously, it's tough. You know, only seen a few practices, one open scrimmage. But was there any stark differences that you could start to see the beginning of with this this early access for you guys? Well, yeah. I mean, he's lost a lot of weight. I mean, he's he came in. He's in very good shape. He's very vocal. He he he, he you know, he looks the part. He's, he's he's got some size to him still, though, in terms of height and strength and 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 uh, he he looks like a point guard out there. I don't. He's not as natural in the ball screens as a lot of point guards are. I mean, that's just something that stands out about Walker. Um, and some of it might be who you're playing with. You know, if you've got Malik Hall as your guy you're kicking it to, that's different than having Joey Hauser, right? And so there's um, – but, yeah, no, he looks like a guy who's comfortable out there, who um, can get them in better spots. Uh, he, he hit at least one three during the open scrimmage. Um, and so, I mean, you, you look back at last year, he really should have been the third guy who played in spot minutes, but he came into a place that didn't have a point guard. That 
really was on Foster Lawyer not being ready. He was a junior. That was on them not having a guy and, and knowing what, how to use Rocket Watts there. I mean, the fre- I mean the freshman. I mean, he was sort of judged unfairly. You think Mateen Cleese freshman year wasn't that pretty? They went to the NIT. He was just okay. <laughs> Drew Neitzel got schooled by D Brown as a freshman. I went on and had a, a great career. And so I, I do think Hogart is a guy we all sort of wrote off because Aikens was coming in and they had this uh, Tyson, Tyson Walker transfer. But it's clear Aikens is going to be mostly off the ball, I think, right for at least for now. And it's clear that Hogart is, is going to be a factor. And, and, and props for him for not walking away and saying, you know. And they probably had conversations with him too and said, no, no, you're, you're still part of the mix here. Um, and, and I do think also with the one-time transfer rule, it doesn't make a lot of sense for guys to leave before they know where they're, where they really stand in a program. Like if you, if you're AJ Hogard and you came back this year and you wound up somehow being the third guy and it wasn't working, well, then you go. But if you come back and, and you're playing 15, 20 minutes a game, you're platooning with Tyson Walker and you're, and you're having a good year and you're just a sophomore and you're at Michigan state where point guards, you know, develop and they've had some NBA guys. And, and why would you walk away from that? You know? So and, and to me, he looks like a guy who's willing to compete, and he looks all right. I just, I just think Walker is kind of a next level guy in terms of certain things he he provides. Right, and I just have one more question too before I get there. Just thanks a ton for your time. I mean, it's always fun chatting with you and picking your brain over all things MSU stuff. But th- this is one of the most fascinating like debate topics uh, just going into the season because I think there's like six, seven answers for this question. But the most important player this season has to be blank like I I don't even know what my answer is it could be a point guard because we saw how things are when there's not a good point guard or Bingham can he play for more than 18 minutes and play well so I, I'll let you take it away before I start rambling yeah I mean I think there are two ways to answer that right so you could say mm-hmm. the most important player is having a point guard and it is maybe a Tyson Walker or but what what I've seen now from the point guard position leads me to believe that they'll be okay there so once you okay. establish that and you think you've got the answer of point guard then it goes to positions where you don't know if you have the answer. I think as it's shooting, they'll be fine. Gabe Brown, will this be the year he really, you know, bursts onto the scene to another level? He looks he looked good, but we'll see. But if not, they've got Max Christie, who I think is going to be a, a, obviously he's a terrific player, he's a five star player. They, they've got they'll be okay there. I think the real question is Marcus Bingham inside, and you still look around the league. And I had to do for uh, for the Athletic and for for Brendan Quinn did a, a ballot the other day. On you know ranking all the teams and and uh, I think I had MSU like sixth and they, they you know it's a really hard team to read right they could right yeah a lot of different ways there I, I, um but the my first team was Kofi uh, from Illinois Travion Williams at Purdue yeah. um, EJ Liddell at Ohio State um. I'm forgetting where else, but it was like all big men. It was Trace, you know, Trace Jackson hey, that's, Davis. That's a lot of beef. Yeah, that's yeah, right. <laughs> a lot of men. That team is a five, but actually really stink. But but it's just five guys. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm forgetting who the other the other the other guy. Oh, it was uh, Hunter Dickinson. So when oh, you, sure, you look sure. at yeah. and, and so you've got some some um, you know some of those are four men who would be guarded by maybe Malik Hall or something or, or you know they're not true. Bigs, but even though they they lost the Luca Garzas of the world and some guys who were were, were sizable last year, it's still a, a league that's got some outstanding big men. And and Bingham has the length, and if he plays consistent, to, to bother them, to to be a factor, and, and they need him to be that. I, 
Uh, I don't know that Julius Marble is ever going to, you know, I, I liked him early on. I, he just, even he's got a little still bull in a China shop thing going. I don't know what his ceiling is. Uh, Sissoko, um, I still think if you need, is, is great for hard fouls and probably is going to emerge into more than that. And what you're hoping if you're MSU, and this is the way, I mean, obviously you can go out in the transfer portal after this year, but you, what you're hoping is Sissoko throughout this year pushes Bingham and becomes a guy that you know at the end of this year, hey, Bingham's done, but this guy they got next is okay. The one thing I'll say also about what's going to be very interesting about this sort of roster development and, and group is I wouldn't be stunned if either Bingham or Gabe Brown did a, did another year because with that okay. transfer, that, that extra COVID year, that exists for all these guys. And we're going to run into that. You don't really know if somebody's a senior or not. And yeah. for some of these guys who, you know, some guys, well, they've hit their potential. They've done their college thing. It's, it, let's move on. But with both those guys, they're in this rare spot where they sort of have some NBA potential, but they haven't gotten there. And I think if they, they get close and they show glimpses of it this year, that there might be value in it. You know, they um, Izzo always talks about Morris Peterson makes that comparison to, to Gabe Brown. And, Peterson was a five-year guy and became a true All-American as a, as, a, as, a, as a senior. If Gabe Brown's kind of a borderline second-round pick at the end of this year, and he has a really good year, but he looks like another year could could really, you know, he, he seems like a guy because he's six seven and wiring, if he can shoot it, that's worth doing. Bingham is seven feet with a seven four wingspan. Again, taking a long time to develop, but if he gets close, so I don't know that this is the, the final year for either of those guys for sure. Um, but I, I think with, with um, certainly with, with Bingham, they, they need him this year uh, to be a guy and be, and be consistent. And there was some, there's some evidence that he's grown up a little ways. It, yeah. He took some threes without Izzo being upset, which tells me there's an agreement there. There's an understanding and he understands what he has to do. And there was one three he took in the scrimmage where I could sort of see it on Izzo's face. <laughs> And you can sort of see the, the wheels turning in, in Bingham's head, and he immediately darts under the rim. Somebody else had gotten a rebound, uh, missed a shot. He gets that offensive rebound and, and scores on a reverse layup. But he, I think there's like a clock in his head, like a quarterback clock out there. Like, I'm out on the perimeter too long. I, I got to get underneath here. And he seems to have a better understanding of that. And um, so, yeah, I, I, he, to me, is is absolutely essential. And speaking of Bingham, Sissoko, and Marble too, those are three guys that could all benefit from a sixth foul in the college game. I mean, that's probably a, a different conversation. Oh, I mean, goodness. goodness, yeah, you're gonna, you know, you got another hour. We can get into that toll. Yeah, I got, I got nothing but time for you, Graham. Always, come on, man. So no, we'll we'll hold that off for for, uh, for a future conversation because, um, yeah, I'm just going to foul trouble. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, can't thank you enough for your time, Graham. Um, yeah, Graham Couch. You guys already know him. I, I don't have to do this, but Lancey State Journal, the Couch on the Roof podcast, but. Just got to do my housekeeping, even though everyone already knows and loves you. So there we go, Graham. Thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. And thanks a ton to uh, Graham Couch, as always. Love having him on. Love picking his brain about all things MSU. Um, And, yeah, tomorrow is another fantastic guest that is pretty much best friend of the program by now that whose brain we will dissect a little more as well. Yes, I'm talking about Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. Uh, Future in the week, yeah, we'll, we'll have your... Rutgers preview. We'll uh, we'll get someone from the Rutgers side to chat about the game a little bit, and yeah, we're just uh, gonna keep having fun this week. Again, any questions, comments, locked on Spartans at gmail.com. And again, thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day. 
Um, yeah, and guys, if you want more Big Ten football in your life, check out Nate Dickinson and the Locked on Big Ten podcast. All right, guys. Well, hey, let's have ourselves a Tuesday. Let's have ourselves a day. Go green. Go green, baby. Let's go. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.